Welcome to the inaugural episode of Toolbox and Testimony, which I'm going to be referring to as TNT for short. Uh, now, don't be confused with the, the ACDC song TNT. Uh, a little fun fact for you guys. When I was growing up, my dad sang in an ACDC tribute band. And my, my dear old grandma, his mom, <laughs> uh, started a youth group for us kids named TNT. Tuesday Nights Together. So I've got a sweet rock star family, or a rockin' grandma, and I'm kind of carrying on the tradition here. It's also not to be confused with the, the television network TNT. Uh, my platform, it's, it's much bigger and more influential in my dreams. Uh, but, but I am an avid NBA fan, and I watch plenty of games on TNT. And so uh, Shaquille O'Neal... Charles Barkley Ernie, if you guys hear this <laughs> uh, somehow, well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That, that'd be awesome. Send me an autograph, please. But back to Toolbox and Testimony. My name is Tanner Van Beek. I'm a recent Bible college graduate, and I now have the privilege of working for the College Campus Ministry Campus Fellowship in Des Moines, Iowa. And the purpose for this podcast is twofold. And therefore, I'll be putting out two episodes a week. The first episode will be a toolbox episode, and the second will be a testimony episode. So first, let me explain the toolbox episodes. Our lives as Christians, they're not always a frolic through a nice flowery meadow. Uh, They can be gritty and messy, and we need so much help along the way. And we tend to forget that God offers us the help that we need. So one of the biggest ways to help people in their Christian walk is to help them in their mind connect their real problems in their real life to the real and living Christ. Jesus is the one that we need. And the way that plays out practically is that we go to the Bible. I recently read a quote by Brad Brandt. He said, when we preach, we take the word to the people. And when we counsel, we take the people to the word. 2 Timothy 3:16-17 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. What it's saying is that the Bible equips us to live our Christian lives. And the first word, toolbox, in toolbox and testimony is because every one of us needs a toolbox full of tools that you can run to and grab when you're faced with different situations and circumstances. I want to equip you with those tools, Bible passages that you can really grab onto and make your own. And now second, the testimony episodes. At our midweek college worship services, Uh, There's always worship music and a message. But before the message, there's always somebody that comes up and shares their Christian testimony, how God worked in their life to bring them into a relationship with him, how they were born again. And hearing those stories, it's, it's always so, so good for my soul because it reminds me of how God is working through the spread of the gospel and transforming people's lives. And so... I thought it'd be good 
to use this podcast as a platform to have people share their testimonies or stories of how God displayed his faithfulness in their lives. And for now, most of these interviews will be with college-age people located here in Des Moines. So if you live far away, don't know these people, and, and only tune in for the Toolbox episodes, that's, that's totally okay. That's cool. But the testimony episodes will be here if you want to be encouraged by how God is working. And so now, uh, our, our time's kind of winding down already because I had to explain this whole podcast, but I want to give you a taste of what the Toolbox episodes will be like. So let's go through a very short psalm that speaks to the experience of anxiety. Anxiety, it's that feeling of constant nerves and distress and worry. Uh, it seems to be such a common shared experience among us nowadays. It's a feeling that really, it catches a hold of us and keeps us in its grasp. And surely you've got to think that the, the environment and culture that we live in plays a big factor in how widespread anxiety seems to be. But, but here's a question. Is it only our environment that factors, factors into this? Or do we also have a role to play? Talking about anxiety, it's, it's a big conversation with a lot of different facets to it. So we'll definitely have multiple episodes devoted to exploring that topic. But today we're going to talk about the role that we have to play in our own anxiousness. I'm just going to put it out there up front for you guys that I believe that there is non-sinful anxiety that we go through, stress that is normal and right for a human to experience. I think of Jesus sweating blood as, as he thought about the coming punishment of the cross. And, and Jesus was perfect. He never sinned. And I, I would say there he's experiencing anxiety, and it was right for him to experience that. But I also think that there's sinful anxiety that is the fruit of our own unbelieving hearts. And today we're going to be addressing the sinful anxiety. So if you're following along in a Bible, flip open to Psalm 131, and I'll read it here in a second. It's, it's three short verses, but the impact that it's had on my life has been profound. If you're the type of person that tries to grasp a hold and control incontrollable things, even though you know in your head that it's not worthwhile, or you've ever felt overwhelmed and lost and confused in all of the noise of this world, then, then this psalm is for you. Psalm 131 says this, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up, my eyes are not raised too high, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord, from this time forth and forevermore. The heading of this psalm in my ESV Bible says, I have calmed and quieted my soul, a son of a sense of David. And so David, King David is the author, and he shows us here a proper response to anxiety. And boy, if any person had things to be anxious about it, it was definitely King David. We can look back on his life and see all the pressures and the adversities that he went through. 
the everyday stresses of trying to rule a kingdom and all the special stresses of, of his own son hunting him down and, and people constantly trying to kill him, that would be stressful. <laughs> uh, but we won't really dive deeper into his life, but we know that he faced a lot of pressures pressing in from the outside. And this is true for you and for me. We have all kinds of pressures pressing in on us from the outside. We're constantly going along at a, at a fast clip and a million things pile up and this deadline, this exam, this homework, these bills, this car problem, this relationship on the rocks, they all pile up and it's loud. It feels loud, like the static on an old TV and all that pressure is getting to us and we worry, worry, worry and maybe we finally snap and lash out. I'm sure you've been right with me in this experience. And the very important thing here for us to understand is this. All of that pressure that is loud and strong and constricting us, that outside pressure, it can't make us sin. We can so easily use that pressure to justify our sin, but that is very unbiblical. Outside pressure can't make us sin, but what does it do? What does it do? That outside pressure turns up the dial to 11. Here's an example. If I'm sitting in my last class of the day and the room is too hot and I'm hungry, I am more likely to react poorly. The fact that it's the last class of the day, the fact that the room is too hot, the fact that I'm hungry, those are the outside pressures. And surely they can push me towards sinning, but they themselves can't make me sin. You see, the dial might be turned up to 11, but ultimately, sin always originates in the heart. It's a heart problem. Those pressures, they provide good opportunities for my selfish heart, my greedy heart, my lustful heart to reach up and to grab on and lash out. Here's where David's response is so helpful for us. Verse 1 shows us humility. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. Basically, he's saying, Lord, I'm not elevating myself higher up than I belong. You are big and I am small. Humility, it's so necessary to deal with anxiety because when I'm constantly worrying about what's next for me, 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 I'm not loving God above all things. I'm not loving my neighbor. My focus is too inward when it should be outward. Really, this is the strongest way to wage war against our sinful anxiety. Turn your eyes from looking inward and look outward instead. Look outward toward Jesus. Meditate on who he is and how your identity is wrapped up in him. Look outward to others. How can you love them? Verse 2, I do not occupy myself with these things too great and too marvelous for me. Here David is saying that he does not worry about things that he has no control over. Tell me if you relate with this. So I wake up in the morning and in my head I have the picture perfect image of how my day is going to go. Everything I do today will be trying to have that image realized. 
I will be fulfilled and satisfied if that image becomes my reality. But then guess what? I forgot to account for all of the unforeseen things that are going to happen to me today. People are going to do and say things to me. I'm going to find out new information about things. My circumstances are going to change. So then what I'll do is try my absolute hardest to bend and shape those intangibles so that my ideal image of the day is still realized. This is when I feel the most anxious, like my back is against a wall. And then when I actually realize that my perfect scenario is not going to happen, that's when my sinful heart lashes out. My desires are not going to be met. So I get bitter and grumpy and I'm not going to be fun for me or, or really fun for anybody for the rest of the day. And that is the dynamic that's happening. We are being sinfully anxious when we try to control the things that we can't control. We're displaying a lack of trust in God. Friends, remind yourselves that those intangible circumstances, those are God's domain. He is sovereign and in control. In fact, he might be steering those things into your life in order to accomplish his purposes. Remember, God's greatest purpose for Christians is to make them more like his son, Jesus. So really, when the water line at work, it busts and, and there's water everywhere and I spend all day moving furniture and supplies to safety and I need to cancel my plans and stay late, that is an opportunity to be made more like Jesus. Ask yourself, if I can't control these things, what has God entrusted to me? What has God given to me to be faithful with? Well, we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond. We can respond as Jesus would. We're almost done. We're almost done. David did not try to control the things that are for God to control. Continue on in his line of thought. Verse 2, But I have calmed and quieted my soul. When David had reoriented his view of who God is and who he himself is, David's soul was calmed. So much so that, that he depicts his soul as this little baby. <laughs> uh, first in the midst of anxiety and distress, his soul was this loud, squirmy, dissatisfied baby on his lap. But after he cast his cares to the Lord, his, his little baby soul was, was calm and still and content. And I haven't spent a lot of time around babies in my life, but, but I think that I want my soul to be like that second baby, the, the calm and quiet and content baby. David finishes verse 3, O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Friends, when our full hope is in our Lord Jesus Christ, we know that our true contentment and peace is only found in Him. We can ease our grip and stop trying to control the things that we simply can't. We can rest in the fact that God is working all things for the good of those who love Him. We can stop being anxious and calm and quiet our souls.
Thanks for listening to the inaugural episode of Toolbox and Testimony. I hope your soul is encouraged and your toolbox feels heavier. Thank you.